guys, welcome to another episode of Let It Resonate with your host, Jalen Darling. As always, I hope this episode is finding you well. Hope your week is starting off to a great start. And if we're, if it's not, you know, I hope it finishes off even better than what it started off as. Today's episode, we are talking about people-pleasing. Yes, people-pleasing. Being there for everyone but ourselves. Being Captain Save-A-Hoe and leaving ourselves for the dust. And that's what this episode is going to be about. As always, I tell you guys, this episode should not be 40 minutes. We are working on it. I will not edit this out so you guys can hold me accountable and I can hold myself accountable. But yes, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this episode. All right, let's talk people-pleasing. First, I want to start out by saying that people-pleasing comes in many different shapes and sizes. Yes, we know. If you ask somebody what the definition of people-pleasing is... They will give you probably their version of it. Maybe for you, people-pleasing is not saying no. People-pleasing is putting others' feelings before yourself. People-pleasing is anything, honestly. like (laughs) So many different ways you're afraid to say no. You say yes before you even think about it. You want everyone to like you. The list goes on. But I came across a TikTok, and I wish I remembered like the actual content, the creator's name. But this was the most concrete definition or, I guess, best explanation of people-pleasing from the root. People-pleasing originates from when we have to, we feel like we have to control or monitor someone else's emotions based on our own actions. And that, that resonates with me. That's what it is, whether it comes up as not being able to say no always putting someone else's well-being before yourself, always making sure someone likes you. It all stems from feeling like someone we have to control or monitor someone else's emotions or even actions based on our soul actions. And let's be real, people-pleasing starts at a very young age. It usually starts respectfully, it starts from our caregivers if we are if we grew up in an emotionally abusive household maybe our siblings, our family members, and then it transitions to the schoolyard and the list goes on. And now we are at the big age of 24 and up. People pleasing, getting uncomfortable when we need to say no for our mental, physical, emotional, spiritual well-being or for the hell of it, because I said no. I don't feel like doing it right now. It's a lot of us going through this weird shift of trying to be our authentic self but not knowing how to show up because for... Let's make 24 the baseline because I'm 24 because for 24 years or more, we have said, yes, we have put others first. We have basically controlled or monitored someone else's emotions based off our actions. We want to keep the peace. So we put ourselves on a back burner. We don't want to cause a rift. So again, we put ourselves on a back burner. We say yes when we don't need to. So many things that we do, and like I said, this one definition of it or this explanation is perfect. Like I said, controlling and monitoring someone else's emotions with based on our actions. Let's be real. In in the real world, like being our most authentic selves, we are not in charge and control or need to monitor someone else's emotions. And like I said, my, my age is the best baseline. I'm 24. At the big age of 24, you should be monitoring, monitoring and controlling your own goddamn emotions. Therefore, 
your boyfriend, you should not say, oh, let me let me not say something that I really want to say. Let me not be myself. Let me not disagree about what we want to do today because I don't want him to be upset. I don't want her to get annoyed. Um, that is not your problem. Like in the movie Inside Out, everybody has their own little control panel of emotions. Everybody has their own little control panel within them. And purposely in the movie, it is within them. You don't see joy and Riley's joy hopping into her mom's joy to make sure she can control and monitor them. Joy was stressed as is. And a lot of us are putting our little emotions, our little, you know, what do you whatever call them, that keeps us functioning and alive and making sure we're taking care of ourselves. And we give them to other people to make sure that they're alive and functioning and taking care of themselves. What the hell? No. No. Cut it out. Like I said, people pleasing definitely originates from when we had to control or monitor someone else's emotions with our actions. Another way people pleasing has manifested into our life is perfection. You only got compliments for being good. So now you've cultivated this new personality of being a perfectionist. You don't want to make mistakes because you get the reinforcement that you need or want only when you do good, only when you're perfect. So now you're a people pleaser. Congratulations. Also insecurities. We overcompensate because we have insecurities. So guess what? You too are the winner of people pleasing. Take your prize, but let's put it in the trash can because we don't like this prize. Your insecurities, maybe you felt like you weren't pretty enough, so you had to overcompensate by being the nicest person. First off, you are pretty or handsome enough, okay? Maybe you're not smart enough, so you have to compensate again by being the nice. I know I'm not smart, but at least I can be nice. I know I'm not really liked by many people, so let me let me overplease them. Hey, you want me to carry your books for you? Hey, you need help with that? Hey, I can help you with your homework even though I have two practices tonight. I have to still do my own homework. I have my chores to do. But yeah, absolutely. I will get your homework done. I'll make sure it's done. Mine is done so you can copy mine. Hell no. But there was insecurities that I had that caused me to people please. And my insecurities came up as agreeing with people. It's like, thank God I never compromise on playing Sims, but it's almost as if someone came up to me and said, hey, you know, what do you do for fun? I like, you know, I say, oh, I like to play Sims. I'm like, yeah, Sims is for children. Like, it's very childish. And I come back with, yeah, I don't play as often. Like, you know, I understand it's for children, but I dabble in here and there. But, you know, I'm really outgrowing it. Um, If you know me in real life, <laughs> a lie. That's a lie. I pride myself on telling people, oh, yeah, I have to go home, raise my kid, let the dog out, go to work. I also have cheer practice. Um, My husband needs me to make dinner. My husband also has to fix the light fixture. I actually just got a promotion, so I have to throw a party. And also, Winterfest is around the corner. And they look at me and say, wow, you have a busy life. I'm like, oh, no, that's in Sims. Yeah, that's me. I'm that girl. So imagine... I tell someone, yeah, I'm not really a big fan of it. Sims is actually like phasing out of my life because it's not really that cool. No. No, ma'am. So let's say you like anime, okay? You like anime and you meet a girl 
and she's like, yeah, anime is really lame. Like, eh, not feeling it, you know? Like, if you watch anime, you're a loser. And now you're so in love with anime, but you do it on the side, you know? You sneak and watch it. You don't watch it around her. And when she does bash anime, you're like, yeah, it is pretty childish. It's just cartoons. You're people-pleasing. It's not showing up as not being able to say no. It's showing up in a way of putting yourself on the back burner, putting your love and your passions on the back burner. And it's taking a toll on yourself, mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually. And I'm here to help you cut that shit out. In this moment, I want us to think of ourselves as the complete tower of Jenga. You have just put the tower together and we, that tower represents us. Every time we people please, no matter the shape or form, take a piece out. Okay, you move a little piece here. Oh, a little wobble. You got a little unstable there. Okay, move another piece. All right, I chose to compromise my boundaries. Take a piece out. I decided I didn't want to say no, even though I'm exhausted. Take a piece out. I allowed people to change my beliefs so that I could fit in. Take a piece out. I am silent when someone does me wrong or when I have an issue. Take a piece out. Um, Sharing is caring. Take two pieces out because I'm coming back to that one. All these things. You want to be kind? You want not kind. You want to be nice so that people like you? Take a piece out, all right? So let's just say, like in Jenga, you've taken out maybe five pieces, okay? Maybe five, six, seven. You turn it around and you, you're like, hey, you have this epiphany. You say, I'm ready to be my real self, my most authentic self. I'm ready to show up for myself. And we're looking at our Jenga tower. And what do you see? Gaping holes. Pieces missing because we gave them to someone else. Because we took them out. Even if we didn't personally give them to someone, we took them out. We chipped away at ourselves for so long that now our Jenga tower look, looks like a typical Jenga tower after playing the game. Holy. In pieces. And maybe you actually do want to give out the kindness of your heart and you're able and you're in a place to give now. And that last piece where you actually want to give because you want to or you can or you can afford it, whatever, it tumbles. Because you want to be your authentic self off of this foundation that has holes in it, that's been chipped away, that's had pieces taken over time. People pleasing. Let's go ahead and rebuild our Jenga pieces. And stay solid with it. We're gonna be we're gonna play Jenga with super glue so that we don't have to chip away or give away ourselves anymore. You know what? I just might go buy Jenga and super glue it and put it as a fixture in my room. To remind myself, do not give your pieces away to someone else so that you could always be whole and complete, so that your tower will not be unstable. Send your if you do it, please send them to the Let It Resonate Instagram. But yes, it's the Jenga pieces. So all these little things that we've nickel and dimed at, at ourselves for being our most authentic self, it's costing us. It allows our tower to be unstable. It allows us to be see-through, you know, these little holes. It, we cannot be authentic, solid, foundational self because we've given it away in whatever way people-pleasing manifests for you. If it's not like, if it's telling someone you don't like Sims, that's a piece taking away. If it's telling someone you can help them when, respectfully, you haven't fed yourself in 12 hours, you've had two two breakdowns, and you still have to show up to work, that's people-pleasing. 
if it's being silent when someone does you wrong or there's just an issue that you need to address, <clears throat> Jalen, that's people pleasing. And one by one, your little Jenga pieces are just going bloop, bloop, oop, shimmy this one out. I'm going to take this one. Yep. And now you're left with what? If you want another example, the simple example of pouring from an empty cup. That that example will go on forever. That's not that's one that's going to age well. Pouring from an empty cup. And it's crazy because my mom just told me three weeks ago when I was very, 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 very stressed. <laughs> she said, Jalen, I can hear it. You're just pouring from an empty cup. And I'm like, huh, she's not wrong. And my pouring from an empty cup did come from people pleasing in many different ways. I needed to sit down. I needed to rest mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And I was still working two jobs. Don't get me wrong. My jobs weren't the problem. It was, yeah, I'll work extra shifts. Yeah, I'll stay late. Oh, you need to reschedule on my day off? Yeah, it's okay. I don't need it. Yeah, it's all right. That's where my two jobs became people-pleasing. It was people-pleasing for people around me, making sure I'm not causing a riff, things like that. And I was pouring from an empty cup. It wasn't even empty at this point. My cups had cracks and chips. And I'm slowly putting it together. But also, I'm aware that in the mix of this, I don't have much to give people. I don't. It's okay. I'm not a bad person. And I think this is a great segue into sharing is caring. I I have a lot to say about that one. (laughs) I would like to start off by saying... Sharing is sharing is caring is a very cute saying. It's it's cute. It's not true. Um, because respectfully, I don't know about y'all, but people used to share things at elementary school and still talk shit about you. I thought you cared about me because you shared your cracker. You shared your cracker and still told me I look ugly. Um, that's not caring. Sharing is not caring. I can I can share something with somebody and still not be nice to them or care. Sharing is caring has taught us from a very young age, because I'm sure we don't tell each other often share is caring. We heard it a lot in the most foundational part of our childhood. Sharing is caring. But I don't know about you, but it taught me to show someone I care about you, I will share with you. And that's really cute. Until you become a fucking adult and now... You feel like your feelings, someone's worth, how much you care about them is tied to your actions and the things that you do for them. Fuck no. Sharing is not caring. It's not. Sharing is an important skill to have when you want to use it. It is great to have the skill of sharing. That is beautiful. I will teach my children how to share. I will not teach them that sharing equals caring. Because respectfully, I have shared some things in life and I did not care about you. Not that much. And there are times I have shared something with you. And yes, I care about you, but I don't, my sharing did not mean I cared about you. Other things meant I care about you, like the value of our relationship, the amazing friendship we have, the the love that we have for each other. Yeah, that's that sharing. That sharing and caring, no. It doesn't 100% mean anything. And you don't have to share. You don't have to. And I'm not just talking about your school schoolyard crackers. 
I'm talking about your energy. Sharing your energy does not mean you care about somebody. Again, if that's the case, everybody, that annoying ass boss, that really annoying professor, that one coworker that doesn't shut the hell up, that one person that doesn't stop texting you, all those people that you shared your energy with means that you care about them. And I'm going to be the one to say the thoughts. I don't care. I don't give a damn. When my manager feels to come in and vent, emotional dump her her weekend, and I shared my energy, I promise you it did not meant I care about her. It probably more so meant I did not want to get fired. Let's be real. Sharing is not caring. Like I said, sharing is important. It's great. A great life skill. So that when you do want to share... When you do want to share out the kindness of your heart and authentically share, not because it means you care, then you know how to. That's great. That's beautiful. But I'm not going to sit here and tell someone, you have to share your toy. Please share that toy because it means that you care about your sibling. No, get, go get your own damn toy. This is really what I'm going to say. Do you want to share it right now? No? Great. Okay, well, it looks like you are out of luck. You might want to go find one of your toys that you don't have to share. That's okay. And it's the same thing with our energy. Do you feel like sharing that right now? No. Okay, well, that person needs to kick rocks right now. Respectfully. I'm not trying to be mean, but we need to treat ourselves like a child right now. And that's actually one of my points. Glad I said that. But we need to treat ourselves like a, a child. Think about your child. Are you going to force your child to share and tell them that if you share your toys, that means you care about people? No. All right, so sit down with yourself right before you're about to share your energy, your time, your money, your well-being. Say, hey, do I feel like sharing this right now? No. Good, that's okay. It's, it's okay to say no, it's okay not to share. That's just fine. Then don't share it. Or you say, yes, I can share it. That's great, that's beautiful. But whether you shared your energy, your time, your money, with someone does not equate to how much you care about them. Because there are people that I don't share my energy with often, like my best friend at Athens, like we do not talk often. She means almost the world to me. But I have not shared my energy or my time with, we went like two months without talking. But I thought sharing was caring. If sharing is caring, I should be giving my time to her every single day, right? Yeah, no. There are other factors of caring for someone. And you need to figure out what are your factors that mean you care about someone, you love them, you value them. Because sharing is not it. Sharing is not an obligation. It should be a want and a desire to do, not out of obligation. And that's one of our problems now as young adults and adults adults. Because I'm sorry, guys, I'm not an adult adult. I know my I know the birth certificate says what it says, but I stand on what I say. Um, sharing is not caring. Even with your kids. I, I know mommy guilt is real. I, I nanny. I see my mom. If my brother says, mom, can I have that food in the fridge? I know it's yours. I know you really want it. My mom will absolutely like say yes. Like she used to, she's getting better. She's like, whatever, bro. Yes. And it's like, just because you gave him your food does not mean you care for him. Let's let's talk about how you, you birthed him, gave him a roof over his head, clothes on his back. Like, 
maybe that's more caring than anything. But if you want your food, your leftovers that you paid for and you went on your little girl's date and got without a thought of him in your mind, then tell him no. When you tell him no, it does not mean you don't care about him. When your significant other says, hey, do you want to watch this? And you know you don't watch scary movies, but you want to share your time and you want to share your energy. But you know, on the back end, you're going to be sleeping with a nightlight for two weeks. Say no. Does that mean you don't care about your significant other anymore? No. Just say no. It's, it's not a, it's not an equate. It's not sharing equals caring. Honestly, what's the little, the equal sign with the slash? Yeah, go ahead and write that when people say sharing is caring. It's not. Because respectfully, I know this is a little toxic. When y'all be sharing each other's boyfriend and girlfriends, do y'all care about each other? No. Mm-mm. No. No. When your little sibling tries to share your clothes... In that very moment, do you think you, is that caring? No, no, you want to fight them. More than likely, yeah, you want to brawl. So let's go ahead and let's omit sharing is caring um, from 2022 and on. Please pass it on to your children, your children's children. And if our kids are in kindergarten together so many years down the road and your kid comes to my kid and say sharing is caring, I'm going to just send your kid and, and you this podcast link because it's not. And my kid will not be sharing with yours if they don't want to. Other ways people pleasing, like I said, shows up in our life. Sharing is caring. That's we we just went down a rabbit hole for that one. Silent during your your issues, disregarding your needs, allowing people who haven't changed back in your life. Mm. Going out your way to accommodate people. Oh, I'm talking to myself. Trying to be nice. Because there's a difference between nice and kind. I just I just had this conversation with someone. Sorry. Sorry. Saying sorry too damn much. Again, I need to find better words. It helps. It also helps me expand my vocabulary. It helps me have more conversation than just be like, dang, sorry. 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 Sorry I missed your call. No, I'm not. I was recording my podcast episode. Like, omit Sorry. And these things can manifest into being an overly empathetic person, which is, and being an empathetic person is not bad. Overly, yes. When you're an empathetic person, though, you're caring and you're thoughtful and that's all sunshines and rainbows and that's super sweet and that sugar and spice and everything nice. And just like the Powerpuff Girls, they got all the rainbows and then Professor, Professor, what's his name? Put that that X bottle in there a little bit, and that the X bottle that comes with the sugar and spice is also poor self image, trying to control everything because we give out so much of our power and becoming such overachievers. And don't get me wrong, your accolades are beautiful, but if you're overachieving to people please, if you're over, if you pursuing to be a lawyer because mommy and daddy like that, the sound of it, it fits well in the family. Well, fuck your accolades. You don't even want them. They're not even really your accolades. They're accolades to the people. They're your, they're, they're, even though it's your work, your energy, all that that went in, it's accolades to the people. Controlling everything. You've given out so many pieces of yourself that you tend to try and, then you try to nitpick and control the things that you probably don't really care about if you actually weren't giving so much of yourself out. And like I said, poor self-image. If you even have a self-image, you may not even know who you are. Let's be real. You either 
have poor self-image or you don't know who your authentic self is. So now you feel like you're just floundering through life. And with floundering through life, it becomes, who am I? I'm drained. You're drained because you're trying to figure out who you are. You're drained because you're giving yourself out here, there, everywhere. And then our perspective on ourself and life becomes very warped and it becomes everything sucks and I don't even know who I am. And let's start with you keep giving yourself to others. You keep compromising yourself for others so they'll like you, so that they will want to be around you, so they can accept you. And it's very cliche, but babes, present your genuine and authentic self and the right people will stick. The wrong people will leave and they can exit stage left and kick rocks with an open toe sandal for all I care. I'm not trying to be a mean person, but what what are we compromising? We're compromising our physical, mental, spiritual well-being for others to be liked. And just, just let's be real. People will say they like you and talk shit about you. You will not please everybody. You might overexert yourself to please someone and they still could be like, oh, dang. I wasn't really expecting it to be that way. So you might as well do what you want to do. Show up for yourself and advocate for yourself. And this is me talking to myself. The pot con, the kettle black, blackity black, black, black. Because like I said, the last three months, guys, I've overexerted myself to E. Think about your phone. You want to have a FaceTime conversation with your phone on 10%. How, how, now, how long are you going to be booed up on the phone? How long is you going to be talking to Stink Stink on 10%? Oh, all right. And then I'm, I'm, I'm someone that does this. Then the phone dies and you run and let it get to 1%. It gets to 1%. It turns on. You FaceTime again and your phone's moving slow. Why is it moving slow? You only gave it 1% of juice before you decide to, pull, you decide to ask this phone and do a task. A big task, too, as far as hold a virtual call. Put it in that perspective. Next time someone asks you to do something, evaluate your battery. Respectfully, doesn't the phone go into power saving mode at 20%? Set your power saving mode. It don't need to be 20 either. Respectfully, if it want to be 95, it could be 95. Whatever resonates with you. We have to let go of the people pleasing ways. And let's go back to oldie but goodie. Nine times out of 10, we're using our false representative to please others let's go let's go ahead and lay out the rest let's go ahead and um what is the word quiet quitting let's quiet can we quiet quit the false representative the people pleasing ways and guys that is the end of this episode part one of people pleasing but i hope this resonates with you we're picking right where we left off in the next episode but until then guys Work on it. Work on it. Be aware of your people-pleasing ways. And let's start filling the Jenga pieces back together. 